0: Black drivers in Chicago are four to seven times more likely to be pulled over compared to white drivers. And Latinos are twice as likely to see those lights flashing behind them. Now, those are the allegations laid out in a new lawsuit from the American Civil Liberties Union of Illinois this week. And it comes a decade after the Chicago Police Department settled a suit with the ACLU about Black and Latino pedestrians who were being stopped at far higher rates than white pedestrians. So here in studio with us to give details is Alexandra Block, Senior Supervising Attorney for the Criminal Legal System and Policing Project at ACLU Illinois. She's also the attorney on this case. Welcome. It's great to be
1: here. Thank you for having me.
0: So the the suit we know is based in in part on the experiences of, of five people who were repeatedly pulled over by police. We're going to hear a little bit of each of their stories, but I'm particularly struck first by uh, Plaintiff Mahari Bell. Can you tell us about him and and how many times he was stopped? Mr. Bell has been stopped uh, at least a dozen times over the last
1: few years. Uh, He is a young black man who lives on the west side of Chicago. Uh, He also uh, drives for uh, delivery services like Uber Eats and DoorDash and multiple times, sometimes even uh, several days in a row, he has been pulled over by Chicago police uh, for pretextual reasons. You know, they they cite a really small reason and uh, use it as an excuse to search um, interrogate Mr. Bell and the other um, plaintiffs that we represent. Mm -hmm. He's never, Mr. Bell's never been cited for any infraction Um, every time they've let him go. But it's terrifying, humiliating, frustrating, and discriminatory. And that's the crux of our lawsuit.
0: I'm struck by the details of one particular uh, complaint. This is from May 2022, uh, where uh, Mr. Bell was pulled over near Willis Tower. He was driving, as you mentioned, for a food delivery order. And the officer demanded to know if he possessed cannabis, ordered him out of the car and handcuffed him, searched the car and, um, you know, possession without uh, permission or any legal basis whatsoever. Um, Onlookers were watching as this was happening. The officer reached into his pants, took his wallet, ran his name and then just released him, you know, um, from the, the handcuffs and told him, you're free to go. Is that sort of a typical story that you've been running across?
1: It's very typical. And in fact, on the body-worn camera footage of this incident, the officer tells Mr. Bell, it's what we do. He, Mr. Bell asks really? the officer, why are you handcuffing me? There's no reason to handcuff me. Mr. Bell had been completely cooperative. There was no animosity. There was no argument. Uh, the officer asked him to get out of the car, and he did. And he stood behind the car, and then the officer just pops handcuffs on him for no discernible reason. And Mr. Bell asks, why are you handcuffing me? And the officer says, it's what we do it's what they do to black and Latino drivers very often, uh, for no reason. And, um, Specifically, what our lawsuit alleges is that there is no public safety benefit to these hundreds of thousands
0: of pretextual traffic stops that the police do every year in Chicago. The Chicago Police Department says it it doesn't comment on pending litigation, but that it's reviewing the lawsuit. So, Tell us more about the other plaintiffs in the case, Alexandra. How many times did they report that they were also pulled over in, in past years?
1: Right. We have uh, five black and Latino plaintiffs. Um, for example, um, Mr. Eric Wilkins, uh, he's a 52-year-old black man who lives in the Roseland neighborhood on the far south side, uh, was stopped at least three times within the last two years. Uh, he is disabled. And in one particular stop, uh, police asked him to get out of the car. And when he um, His disability made him uh, appear to be walking in a fashion that the officers accused him of being unsteady. They used it as an excuse to give him this phony field sobriety test and poke fun at his disability. Uh, They found nothing in his car. They found nothing um, to evidence that he was driving while impaired, which he was not. And then they let him go. Um, and you know that this is a story that's repeated over and over another one of our plaintiffs is um Essence Jefferson she's a young black mother who lives on the south side of chicago with her 2 year old son yeah. and officers have stopped her repeatedly over the last couple of years um asking about guns in her car including in front of her
0: 2 year old son who is in the back seat uh you know and so this is happening to men it's happening to women right right? There's no discrimination there. And and what did these people have to say to you about their experiences and, and the effects of these experiences?
1: Every one of our clients and, and many dozens of other black and brown drivers that we've spoken to in the course of developing this lawsuit have told us that it's humiliating, it's discriminatory, and it undermines trust between communities of color and the police. In other words, the police have claimed that they're doing this for public safety reasons, but it backfires because it uh, increases mistrust. People feel targeted. They feel suspected on the basis of their race and ethnicity. And as a result, they are less likely to trust police when a serious issue does occur.
0: Yeah. Um, How often did these traffic stops lead to an arrest or to actually finding illegal guns or drugs?
1: The data shows that less than 1% of these hundreds of thousands of traffic stops that the Chicago police do every year lead to any kind of um, arrest or finding contraband. Something like 0.05 percent of traffic stops lead to recovery of a weapon, for example. It's minuscule. And the harm that these traffic stops uh, do to communities of color is just not justified by uh, any law
0: enforcement benefit. And the suit's pulling from a, a wider data set, right? I mean, it's not based only on these five accounts Is that correct? That's right. So the
1: Chicago police for 20 years have been required to report um, demographic data on who they stop in um, both pedestrian and traffic stops. And the data has shown for decades these really um, stupendous uh, racial and ethnic disparities uh, targeting Black and Latino drivers. So the, the, the statistics come from CPD's own data. And they show okay. that, you know, year to year, the 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 disparities vary slightly, but on average, black and Latino drivers are pulled over at far higher rates, hmm. and it, and have been for years.
0: So uh, it's also stemming from a, a twenty fifteen federal suit making stop and frisk unconstitutional, right? Which started in New York. So I am curious how uh, CPD reacted to that ruling. So in
1: 2015, um, the ACLU put out a report that, uh, ACLU of Illinois put out a report showing that pedestrian stop and frisk in Chicago was, uh, even worse than pedestrian stop and frisk in New York. And the ACLU entered into a settlement agreement with the Chicago Police Department that resulted in hundreds of thousands of fewer pedestrian stops over the years. So it went from a high of over 700,000 pedestrian stops in 2014 down to less than 100,000 in uh, 2016. But what we allege in this new lawsuit is essentially Chicago just change tactics. And instead of stopping pedestrians on the street, they started stopping drivers in their cars. Oh,
0: so just a shift. Exactly. A, a data analysis published in, in March by Block Club Chicago and Injustice Watch reported that CPD made hundreds of thousands more traffic stops than they reported to the state. Do you think that the Chicago Police Department is in any place today to, to give accurate data on the vehicle stops and searches? We believe that Block
1: Club is probably right about that because we have data from the Office of Emergency Management and Communications uh, when police officers radio in traffic stops that they are radioing in some, you know, 100,000 more unique traffic stops every year than they actually report to the to the state. Um you know, through the discovery process, we anticipate that we will get more detailed data from the Chicago Police Department. Uh, but right now, the the data that they report to the state does appear to be a significant undercount, um, even as it also shows at least 500,000 traffic stops per year in the last year.
0: Wow. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, a new lawsuit from the ACLU of Illinois alleges that black drivers in Chicago they're pulled over four to seven times more frequently than white drivers, and that Latino drivers are pulled over at twice the rate of white drivers. And here with the details of the suit is the attorney on the case, ACLU's Alexandra Block. Uh, so uh, your your suit alleges these discriminatory stops create a waste of, of, of public resources. Can you talk more about that?
1: The 600,000 or so traffic stops that Chicago police do every year divert police attention away from responding to 911 calls, responding to community members' needs. Uh, And the communities that we've spoken with over the years that we've been developing uh, and examining this issue have told us that they want input into how police are using their time and mm-hmm. their 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 resources. Uh, nobody believes that low level traffic stops or violations like a cracked tail light or a missing registration sticker mm-hmm. are keeping neighborhoods safer, and they are just wasting police time and and wasting community members' time and worse, undermining the relationship that should exist between police and communities of color, which is important,
0: yeah. Your suit's referencing many emails, too, that uh, were taking place between commanders at CPD in in 2020. Um, They were instructing, the emails were instructing officers to make more traffic stops uh, and that, quote, effective traffic stops decrease violence. Is there any evidence to support that?
1: Our lawsuit alleges no. There is no evidence to support that. And in fact, the data analysis that we did in preparing the lawsuit established that Increasing traffic stops does not decrease violent. I mean, and and they say
0: here effective traffic stops. So I I guess what's their definition of effective? You could also ask that.
1: That's a very good question, and CPD has never answered that question. Um, It's been put to CPD many times over the years to try to justify why are they doing this mass traffic stop program? What do they claim the benefits are? And they've never laid out a strategy. They've never examined or publicly. Um, established data that would show any effectiveness of their mass traffic stop program, and we allege it's it's not effective. If you look at variations in serious crimes and variations in their numbers of traffic stops, they're just not
0: correlated. Mm. Interesting. Are there still policies that that still require officers to fulfill a stop or or arrest quota?
1: We understand that there are. We um, have. A, Evidence from uh, other cases and evidence from the emails that you just referenced that Chicago Police Department does have traffic stop quotas, meaning minimum numbers of stops that they expect officers in various locations to meet every shift, and that these quotas are extremely damaging because it's uh, elevating, you know, quantity over
0: crime fighting. Right. I remember, I mean, the talk of quotas just, you know, within communities, you know, years back, just being seeming like a myth maybe but to hear that that's an actual thing right there really are numbers put on you know, whether, whether it's monthly or weekly uh, the amount of times you should arrest someone as an officer or stop them
1: that's right there there's evidence uh, that we've developed through through emails and uh testimony from from Sergeants who uh, serve on this um, citywide community safety team that they were told, you know, and, and that the quotas have escalated over the years. First, it was two stops per shift, then five stops, and then 10 stops, and then per shift. C- per shift. And then superintendent, former superintendent c- of CPD, uh, David Brown, at one point set a goal of 10,000 traffic stops. Um, and when
0: you do and- that, when you put something like that in place, how do you see, Alexandra, that impacting who and in- then? are the targets of these traffic stops
1: and you can map the traffic stops on a map of the south and west sides of chicago where neighborhoods are predominantly black and predominantly latino and a map of where the traffic stops are most likely to take place and they overlap almost exactly because Mm. this is a policy we allege in the lawsuit that is specifically targeted against black and latino neighborhoods in chicago
0: so at the end of the day, what are you and the plaintiffs looking to accomplish with this suit? Are you looking for fewer stops overall? Are you looking for better tracking of these stops?
1: We're looking for a number of really broad-based changes in CPD's um, traffic stop policies and practices, including uh, ending quotas, getting police officers out of the business of enforcing low-level traffic um. Non moving violations that should be handled by a non law enforcement response. We're seeking a policy change that officers can't do what's called pretextual stops, meaning stops that are based on an alleged um, traffic violation but are really an excuse to search and harass black and brown people. Um, And we're looking for more community input into policing strategy so that impacted folks have say over. policing strategies that would be alternatives Mm -hmm. to this mass traffic stop program.
0: Alexandra Block is a senior supervising attorney for the Criminal Legal System and Policing Project at ACLU Illinois. Thank you so much for breaking that down for us. Thanks for having me.